0: Episode 8, Get Back on the Horse. In this one, we welcome Lindsay back to the show. She then proceeds to share her journey, her wins, her trials, and everything that makes her the person she is. It's a wild ride. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all their major podcast platforms to check out Confessions of Us. Please be sure to follow, subscribe, and leave a review. Also, share with your friends and family. Invite them to the journey. Thanks for listening. This is Lindsay. This is John.
1: And this is Confessions of Us.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Watch out. You're back. (laughs) Yes, I am. Lindsay's
0: back. (laughs) How's that song going? Back again. I don't think it's an Eminem song. Don't Don't listen to it, kids. It's bad. It's bad news.
1: Yeah, I don't know what song you're singing.
0: (laughs) No one does. That's the problem.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. No one really ever knows what I'm doing. Uh, Sometimes I wonder what I'm doing. (laughs) As I wander through life. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What are we going to
1: say? One day you'll just have to tell us some super random moments of your, I don't know, randomness. (laughs) Random moments uh, of your randomness.
0: Randomness of my randomness. (laughs) Cappy, So, you're back. I'm back. Welcome back. Thank you. You were missed.
1: Oh, thanks, babe.
0: Vince is not quite as cute as you.
1: (laughs) Well, I know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So two major events actually happened when you were gone, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Okay, this is this is how rough my life was, folks. Rough,
1: guys. Rough, really. Her birthday and Mother's Day were a day apart. A day apart. Yeah. Yeah. You should be so lucky as to celebrate me (laughs) twice. Oh, should I be? Yes.
0: (laughs) I should be so lucky. Do you hear that, folks? So lucky. No, it was good. Uh, It was a good. It was a good birthday. It was a good Mother's Day. Uh, we got to hang out with some friends.
1: Shouldn't I be the one telling the story? No. And how my birthday was no. and how Mother's I'll Day was? No, I'll ask you how
0: it was. I'm going to tell oh. you how it was from my point of view.
1: Oh, okay. Go ahead then. I was a little tired. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no sympathy for John. Nope. That's okay. Okay. How was it? How was your birthday and Mother's Day?
1: Yeah. It was great, guys. John actually threw me a surprise birthday party with, yeah. with some of our friends. Yep. It was... Yep. I was...
0: Less than 20 people, everybody. Less than I, 20 people. And I
1: was actually... Weren't we like 19? I, I don't know. It's we were like that. 19, I think. But I had this feeling that he was going to throw me a birthday party. But you then had, I You was, had no idea. Yes, I did. No, uh, there were some... You know, I'm a woman, so I'm really smart and oh, can read Oh, your intuition into things. was kicking in? Yes. Um, but then my friend kind of threw me off with a couple things. and then, um, And then we get into the... The backyard and surprise. Happy birthday. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> it was good. So it's done, people. Yep. And then Mother's Day, you made me breakfast. You did? Breakfast in bed. You got your go, card. You got me a card. You put a Sharpie on Annalise's foot and stamped her foot in the card. Guys, it was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie.
0: Well, I had to. I mean, I had to do something.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, you did. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It, uh... So what's funny is I was like, what am I going to do for Annalise? So for our two-year-old, I held her hand.
1: <laughs> and wrote a note.
0: I wrote a note, you know, just oh I love you, gosh. mom, or mommy, or whatever I wrote. Yeah. And signed her name. And for the other, the like, the baby baby, I was like, well, she clearly can't write yet. Well, the other one can't either, obviously. <laughs> I mean,
1: you could have. You could have, like, scribbled something. So
0: I took a random marker. I was like, I'm just going to rub, like, marker on the bottom of her foot real fast and, like, stamp it on the card. So I go and like rub it on there. And I was like, well, this marker's kind of dry. I was like, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was not fine. Didn't do anything. So I was like, well, I'm, I, I have, then there's a brand new Sharpie in there. So I rubbed that on the bottom of her foot. Yeah. And that worked. And then I hurry up and scribbled it off.
1: What's really funny is I have quite a few stamp pads in this, in this room. And I was like, why didn't you just use the stamp pad? That's
0: not a thing. <laughs> That's not a thing. I was trying to hustle.
1: I know. You I, okay,
0: did. remember. So you were you were sleeping. I was sleeping. You weren't actually sleeping. I was making breakfast, dealing with the kids, trying to get your card ready, trying to not have Siobhan kill her sister, make coffee. It was. It
1: was. It was, was it? A, How many of those things do you think I oh my do gosh. in the morning? All at
0: once? Not that many.
1: Oh, you just wait. <laughs> you just wait.
0: Actually, you probably do all those things minus making a card.
1: Sometimes I make a card.
0: <laughs> With your free hand you make yes. a card?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, I am oh, oh, wait. Oh, so, I will oh. say I will say say oh.
1: this. John gave me the greatest gift that he's ever given me besides our kids and he And myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice babe.
0: Thanks. Thanks.
1: Um he made this Well. You Well, I mean you ordered it, right? I had it made. Had it made. And you told me that when we went on our first date, he said that...
0: I might just marry this girl.
1: You might just marry me, which I didn't know. Like, when did you tell me that? A week or two ago?
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, I had wrote it on the thing first. Yeah. And then I thought... It was like a... Oh. I was was warming you up. Oh. I was warming you you up for the
1: gift. Oh, so you made it a while that long ago.
0: Mm, sneaky. 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 Sneaky Johnny. And
1: so it was a map. It was like a Google map, right? Kind of? Yeah,
0: it's... You can do like one that's pretty zoomed in. Like you can obviously zoom in and out, you know, wherever you want. So, yeah. And I put a little marker on it of where our first date was.
1: We got snow cones.
0: We got snow cones.
1: Was it the hooky, uh, hooky, hooky
0: lao? <laughs> I'm sure we have not been saying it right for all I these know, years. Right. So,
1: oh, that was a good date.
0: It was a good date.
1: And it's a great gift. I'm excited to get it framed.
0: Yeah. It was a good one.
1: It needs an epic frame.
0: Yeah. One I, that you I have an idea for it. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if it's really epic or if I'll even be able to do it, but I did think of something. You could do so, it. I believe in you. Thanks, babe. So, so what we are doing is we're kind of coming to the end of our intro series, kind of an intro to who we are, those types of things. Because mm-hmm. as we obviously have been saying, we want to invite you all on our journey. Yeah. And we want you to come along with our journey, right? As we share our journey, we want you to share your journey. Mm -hmm. So we figured it would be best if you all got to know us uh, initially.
1: On a more personal level.
0: Yeah. It's like you have to know who the heck we are, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, Kind of a thing. So we thought we would kind of cap this off with our stories, our journeys through Mm -hmm. life, how we got to this point. Um, And we're going to do Lindsay's tonight Mm -hmm. and we'll do mine next episode. And... Uh, and I think we're also going to do an interview. I think it's really, oh, it's yeah. kind of, I mean, it's not really part of the intro. It's just a good, it's just a good interview. So it'll be mm-hmm. good. I think it's yeah. going to be episode 10.
1: Pretty exciting. It's going to be it's a gonna good be one. great.
0: Um, and we'll, you know, we'll occasionally interview people, but yeah. So these next two episodes are going to be good. They're going to be a smidge longer. Um, yeah. so get ready.
1: Get comfortable.
0: Get comfortable. Grab a drink. Grab a drink. Grab get yourself drink. some popcorn <laughs> or, you know. Something else. So, all right. You ready?
1: I'm so ready. Let's do this.
0: Okay. So we're going to dive straight in. Yeah. So your name is Lindsay.
1: Lindsay Johnston. Before I married my husband, it was Lindsay Grease. Oh, okay. Like car grease, but not spelled that way. Or bacon grease. Or like the country grease.
0: Country, country, oh, country grease. What the hell is country grease? You mean like the movie
1: grease? No. What's country grease? The country Greece. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. I thought you meant like country Greece. I was like,
0: like out in the country. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What the hell's country Greece?
1: So funny. I'm like, am I not saying that right? (laughs) No, I know what you meant. That's hilarious. That's good. Yeah, that's about the same. (laughs) All right. One for the books, babe. One, One for, for the, the books.
0: books. One of my moments. It's late. Um,
1: it's 930. It's only
0: 930. I know. Okay, so let's start. Uh, kind of tell, I mean, you're going to tell, like, how you popped out of the womb. You know, you're going to tell your weight and everything. Oh. But, okay. yeah, just kind of tell about how your you know, initials of your story, like your family yeah. life, um, what that was like.
1: Yeah, well, I really loved growing up. I come from a family of four kids. My parents are together. They've been married. Oh, I'm gonna say thirty years, thirty plus years. Mm.
0: Um, no, great. longer than that.
1: I longer than that, but I'm not gonna like. Not maybe not, maybe thirty oh, five. Thirty, yeah, maybe late thirties.
0: <laughs> not quite forty. Yeah. Thirty to forty.
1: Um, but they're great parents, super supportive. Um, my dad worked for UPS for 25 years, super hard worker, has some really fun stories about just his experience there. Uh, My mom was a nurse, grown up and a stay-at-home mom, you know, eventually. But, um, yeah, come home or come from just a a good-sized family. Um, But some moments that I really enjoyed growing up were, you know, trips that we took um, to a place called Mount Hermon, Hmm. and that was always a really... Mountains
0: of Santa Cruz, California. Uh,
1: is that where that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. We just called it Mount Hermon. That's all that I knew. No,
0: that's where it is. Yeah. Above Santa Cruz.
1: Um, I do remember my dad and I used to, like, look in the bushes and find blackberries and raspberries and just, like, eat them. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. It's
0: just not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, you were, like, no. looking at the bushes?
1: <laughs> that makes more sense, though. No, yeah. We used to... And that was... You know, a very vivid memory I have that was really fun. Mm. We used to visit family up here. My mom comes from a girl, a family of six girls.
0: You mean up here as in Utah?
1: Utah, yes. And just the car rides up. I don't think we ever flew once just because Mm. we didn't have the money.
0: We had a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, And just some of the best times. Mm. You know, I come from a family, pretty much everyone's just, Funny and goofy, and are pretty lighthearted, don't take things too seriously. Um, so it's always just being around cousins, having a good time, loved it. Always wanted to move up here, always. And I did. So, um, other, you know, some other things that I spent a lot of time doing growing up was riding horses. I used to show horses, um, and I don't know, that was a big part of my life.
2: How long did you do that for?
1: Ooh. Off and on for probably like five years, mm. five or six years. Um, but I, I loved it. I loved the, I think the thing I loved most was um, jumping mm. competitively. That was really fun. It's like you're flying on a horse. Pretty, oh, pretty amazing. Uh, or riding bareback. That was
0: On the beach (laughs) with Fabio. Uh,
1: No. (laughs) No, Fabio? No. Um Yeah. Those were those were definitely some some things that I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah. So you um grew up in Arizona. Born in Utah. Grew up in Arizona. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you said that. No, I did not. I'm gonna help you out. (laughs) Uh yeah. So born Mm. in Arizona or born in Utah, grew up in Arizona, were there most of your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Until I was eighteen for sure.
0: Um, what else? Like, what were some, maybe some, el- some other defining moments of, you know, just your childhood and things like that?
1: Um, I mean, we, I li- I've lived in two houses from, wow. like, uh, that's really exciting.
0: I've lived in, like, 15.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, in Arizona. Yeah. I, I can't remember how old I was. I think I was maybe 10 when we moved into our new house. That was a bit. That was a pretty exciting time. Um, Another. Let's see. Other defining moments from living in Arizona. Well, Arizona is really exciting. It's nice and hot. Oh gosh. Oh, there's monsoons. Monsoons are cool. Yeah, those are really. What did you call them?
0: What's the other term from the haboobs?
1: Oh yes, haboobs. (laughs) Haboobs. Such a weird word. Yeah. Um,
0: The monsoons are trippy.
1: Yeah. Those are really fun. Obviously, you want to be yeah. You want to be inside. Well, specifically with a haboob, you'll get really dusty and dirty. And is that more of a sandstorm? Yeah. Like a okay for sure. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I mean, I honestly didn't love living in Arizona when I was younger
0: because it's so damn hot.
1: I think that, and I was just like, it's the desert. It's ugly. Mm. Like, why do why do we live here? Got a certain beauty to it. It does. I mean, when you know now that. I don't live there. It's it's got this beautiful this beautiful desert view, I guess.
0: <laughs> you're not okay. So let's okay. it's back up. So you're having it. So you so talk about your parents. Mm. Yeah, tell me some things about them.
1: Yeah, Um, like I said, my dad worked from oh first he's from Wisconsin,
0: Wisconsin,
1: Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and um. He's just, he's awesome. I love my dad. He's so kind and he's a hard worker. Um, he's pretty funny. What else? I don't know. He's just, I love my dad. He's a great support, great encourager. Yeah. Um, and my mom, she, yeah, she, <laughs> she's pretty witty. I'd say. Very, she's very clever. Yeah, very witty and clever. And she, yeah, so she worked... As a nurse for a long time, and then eventually became a stay-at-home mom, but actually had, like, side jobs.
0: Yeah. Well, she was a nurse on and off, right, for a long time? Yeah, yeah. Different places. Mm -hmm. and She
1: was the school nurse at my high school. (laughs) What's your high school? (laughs) Huh?
0: At your high school. At
1: my high school, yeah. And everyone used to just go in and talk to her. She was, like, school nurse slash school counselor for everybody. Everyone loved her. Or loves her, I should say. Um but yeah, I mean my parents are like I really look up to them. They're um they're such a support. They speak so much life. There were a lot of the areas that I that I went through that if I didn't have the parents that I had, Mm. I think my life would look different. Sure. Because of the support that I had from them. Yeah. Um but I mean, you know them, you've you know them. They're in-laws.
0: Well, yeah, but we're not talking about me. We're no, talking I about know you. No, I
1: that. But, I mean, you would No, they are.
0: Um, they have, I mean, normally you hear stories of dreading your in-laws. Yeah. I don't, I, I love my in-laws, so I do love your parents. They're good people.
1: They're good peeps.
0: Yeah, they're good peeps. Yeah. Yeah. So, grew up, Arizona, pretty standard. So how many brothers and sisters do you have?
1: I have two brothers and a sister.
0: Okay, two brothers and a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty normal life, going to school, doing yeah. things, sports. Yeah. Right, doing all those uh, things. Yeah,
1: nothing too out of the ordinary.
0: What was a huge defining moment for you when you were a kid? Let's go back to that. Okay. Give me just one.
1: One defining moment. Um, a defining moment for me would be, it's kind of a funny story. So, um, okay, so I guess it's not super funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what that defining moment, definitely when I was younger, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade found out I had a learning disability. So what that meant was when I was in fifth grade, I had the the reading level of like a first grader mm. or writing, you know, reading and math were, was pretty behind. And so I had to do this program to get me into this, into this, um, or to the right grade, right? So even with going through this program and even having this learning, learning disability, there was so much embarrassment and frustration, just wanting to be like everybody else and learn like everybody else and also not understanding why I couldn't, why I had this, this thing that I needed to get help with. Yeah. And, but I do remember in this whole process that my that my mom helped me through it and Hmm. she she literally I I tell I've told her this before but she fought for me to to learn you know she was um not she I mean fearless she was determined she wanted the best for me and she was going to do what she could to get me to the place that I am today. Hmm. And that's, that's the type of mom that I want to be for our girls. I want to be a mom that fights for our girls to whatever it may be, whether learn or find their passions or, you know, whatever it may be for them. But for my, from my mom at that time, I got the support that I needed to, you know, get to a place where I, I could be successful in learning. Mm. And um, you know, I tell people, you know, if, they, if someone shares with me that their kids are they have this learning disability or they keep do, doing tutoring with them and nothing's working, you know, I, I just got this picture that it's very much just a Band-Aid. You know, I did a lot of tutoring before we figured out it was something else. Hmm. And I just, I tell people it's just going to continue to be a Band-Aid until you actually find the thing that needs, like, fixing, I guess. Sure. Um,
0: what was that thing for you?
1: Just that program that helped me.
0: And what was sure. the program?
1: Uh, honestly, <laughs> I don't remember the yeah. name and I wanted to like be someone like that taught, you know, taught this program to others and helped kids do mm-hmm. this. And I can't remember the name of it. Sure. So,
0: so was this right before you find out you had seizures?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I think it was in fifth grade when I found out I had a learn, learning disability. And then in sixth grade, we found out I had seizures. And I mm-hmm. just remember thinking, another thing. This is awesome. Not awesome, but frustrated with it. And again, something that I was just embarrassed by. And I mean, we, we already did this episode of me having a, epilepsy and that journey there. But, yeah, um,
0: check it out. Beyond the diagnosis. Yes, beyond the
1: diagnosis. It's a good one. And so during that time, it was just very much, you know, low self-esteem, allowing that stuff for me to just, like, I was carrying it. I was carrying it like a backpack Hmm. and allowing it to just be my identity in a way. Sure. And. um, Especially when you're
0: that age. I mean, you don't have a lot that defines you.
1: You Yeah. You're still,
0: especially you're going into those Puberty years and everything, I mean, you don't know what the hell's going on.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What the hell's going on? Nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it's, I think I want you to tell this funny story I thought about that you've told me before. Mm -hmm. And it's just a testimony about how, how your mom is always there fighting for you. Yeah. You know, she's very gracious. You know, she gives a lot of grace. And Mm. uh, I mean, it's, it's a pretty random story, but I think it kind of alludes to that a little bit, so.
1: It's really ridiculous is what it is. So this story, I was in, it's kind of a, (laughs) it's so bad it's humorous. So anyways, I, we had this dog, her name was Bessie. And my mom was gifted this dog from my aunt and she was this teacup poodle. (laughs) So something that my brother used to do all the time, he would, we had a recliner and he would fling her off of the chair and she would, like, land on her feet. And it was just funny to see her, like, fly through the
0: air. Like, what, what kind of chair? Like a, like like a, a lazy recliner. boy? Yeah, like an like old... Like you pull the lever mm-hmm. and it kicks yeah. up the feet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: So, except we would set her on the, like, the head part, not the feet mm. part. And so... Um,
0: oh, would you, like, lay it back? And then... Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: So, my, to this day... So you would day, catapult her? Yes, yes, okay. Sure. So, to this day, my brother will say, oh, I never did that. But I, there are definitely times where I'm like, no, you did this. So anyways, the story goes, I had a friend come over who I hadn't seen in like however many years, you Mm -hmm. know, three or five years. And we were just hanging out. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have to see this. This is really funny. So I get the dog, Mm. put her on the chair, fling her off. And she hurts herself very badly. Breaks her neck. (laughs) This is like okay. This is horrible. Let, let me just pause and say this: I love animals. Okay, this is <laughs> this is not me trying to like intentionally hurt.
0: No, I mean an it's you're a young kid. You made it a, obviously a, a poor choice. Gosh. You know, you should, don't be flinging dogs. That's bad.
1: Yeah, not Maybe a good a cat, thing. Guys, cats
0: land on oh, their feet. Oh my
1: gosh! And so, um, and then she starts. Oh, guys, it was like it was the worst. <laughs> yelping and so sad. Anyway, so my friend, I don't even remember what friend it was. Ha- didn't see her after that. Like, barely. Yeah, she probably was just like she's a dog enough. killer. So anyways, we get get her get in the car and my mo- I'm like bawling and my mom's like, "Lindsay, it's okay. You know, she she had bad liver, so she was probably going to die early anyway." And I just remember, <laughs> okay. yeah, I remember thinking what is going on? Why is, you know? And then like, we're driving to the vet, and it's like, what are they going to do with the dog that just broke its neck? Put it down, right? So it's like,
0: let's think my little wheelchair. I,
1: it's horrible. <laughs> so, and then, so there was that. My mom, I mean, obviously very gracious. Sure, sure. And so, um, then my grandma um, writes me a card. Super. My grandma was just amazing. And was this the so, one that passed
0: away from ALS?
1: Yeah. And she, I mean, just very much like, it's okay, we love you, accidents happen.
0: You're I not to, a crazy serial killer. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, guys, this is like, and I get, I don't, I'm really surprised I'm telling this story because I get crap for this, this incident. To this lot. day? To this day. Good. Yep. Which is fair. That's fair. Is fair.
0: <laughs> it's a weird choice when you're sick, when you're in sixth grade. <laughs> Yeah. Well, obviously, you didn't think you were going to kill her.
1: Oh no, 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 no! You know, right? You I were just—I saw my brother do exactly. it. Exactly. So You're like, oh, this is so this... much
0: fun, blah blah. Yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah. I don't think you would have flung her if you thought you were going to hurt her. So, yeah,
1: I think yeah. So the lesson—the about... lesson in that—yes, my mom is very compassionate. And it's and a I'm... simple
0: lesson: don't fling dogs off
1: furniture. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then they also can find like the lightheartedness and yeah. like. Sure. The devastating.
0: I mean, they let you marry me, so I really have a sense <laughs> of <devastating>. humor. you <laughs> I don't think I just, so. No. Okay, so you're going through, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're in middle school. Yeah. Uh, you find out you have a learning disability that was that affected you quite a bit.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like
0: you had to take alternate mm-hmm. classes and that kind of stuff. And then you find you had seizures.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, during this time, obviously, you're just living life, you know, doing your thing. Did you have some... What were, like, give me, like, a good moment and then maybe, like, a bad moment from high school.
1: From high school? Um, I mean, a good moment from high school is just that, Um, I guess, I think sports were mm. probably a good outlet for me.
0: What sports did you play?
1: Um, well, uh, <laughs> so my first year in high school, I did cheerleading. Yeah, you did. Because <laughs> my mom was like, I think you'll really enjoy this. Yeah. At, before that, I was I had played soccer, loved it, but my mom was like, "Just try, try mm-hmm. cheering." I was like, Ugh. "Okay," so I did. And guys, I did not like it. I'm just definitely more of a sports person. And what, so cheerleading is not a sport. I know that's not what I meant, <laughs> but that's just kidding. And so I wasn't the best cheerleader. I would kind of be sarcastic when I would cheer, and I just I was. Of course, you did. That's just what happened. And then, and then I played volleyball and that just kind of brought me closer, you know. Have,
0: more confidence and, mm-hmm. you know, after having some pretty big blows when you're, when you're younger.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think that like my low self-confidence that came from having, you know, experiencing mm. that learning disability, even though I got up to grade level. Sure. Um, and seizures still affected you know, my experience.
0: Yeah. So then you're... Okay, so this leads mm-hmm. into your bad your bad time in high school, right? Mm-hmm. You got yourself into a bad relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: do you think those things... I mean, you kind of just said it. Do you think those things just fed... I mean, we're, obviously we're young. We're already mm-hmm. struggling with yeah. our confidence. We're trying yeah. to find our identity. We're trying to do all those things when we're younger. Mm-hmm. Do you think those things fueled this, you know, how, why you got into this, this bad relationship? Go into that a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think definitely there was an aspect that it affected that decision. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a high school relationship that lasted three years. And, you know, there were certain things about that relationship that really weren't great. Mm. I would I mean, too serious, you know, um, lost a lot of my friends because of the relationship, because Mm -hmm. we were spending all of our time together. I really didn't have great girlfriends to hang out with and, Mm. you know, build bond, you know, have bonds with. And so, um, but yeah, I would agree. I think that there's that aspect of not really knowing who I was
2: Mm.
1: and finding my identity and my weaknesses Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the relationship was definitely not a highlight for my experience, but I learned things from it, Mm -hmm. you know, and that I can tell kids in, in high school, you know, some of the kids that we know in youth group and just to tell them, slow down, don't take things too seriously. This is time just to enjoy your youth.
0: Yeah. Well, especially then, I mean, like you have told me, you know, that situation, it was, not only did you lose your friends or anything, but he was controlling,
1: mm-hmm. you know, he was
0: verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Is like it's even as good as parents as you had, mm-hmm. they weren't fully aware of the complete mm-hmm. extent of the situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, this sounds horrible, but it's where I was in life at the time is I lied. I mean, I was with him for three years and very probably – within the first year i knew this is not what i wanted mm. but i i would verbalize oh it is what i wanted and i probably convinced myself that this this was right this is what i wanted i mean the guy gave me a promise ring
2: mm.
1: and um i like i remember thinking oh this is great we're going to get married and then everything hit me and i was just like this is not what i want but i i convinced myself convinced My family, that this was what I wanted. So, in their minds, oh, you're happy. Yeah, I was happy. Yeah. But I was so, so, there was so much turmoil inside. Mm. And, um, and I feel bad for the guy, honestly, because I was putting on the show that this is what I wanted.
0: Yeah. And you're in high school. Yes. We all. Okay. So, no one knows what the hell's going on in high school. If
1: anyone's listening to this that's in high school, seriously take your time pump the brakes be honest
0: Mm. yeah so um so from high school Mm -hmm. what did you do when you left high school
1: oh high school was yeah high school was rough yeah i had it's like i feel like that's when my life started is when high school ended Mm. because right after i um high school ended i actually moved up to oregon to be a part of a youth ranch called crystal peaks youth ranch in this place. Oh, I read a book first. It's called Hope Rising. And this woman named Kim Meter and her husband Troy ran this ranch that was basically a rescue ranch for horses and kids. Mm. Horses that were abused and beaten and then these kids that would come from like the jail system or just you know, a bad situation. And these kids get to take care of these horses. And so there's a spawn that is created. And then eventually when the horses are healthy enough, the kids get to ride them. So it's just this incredible picture of just like restoration. Sure. And so I was there for, I think, two years. And even in that time, you know, I made great friends. I got really involved with like the church that I went to Mm. and just had such a great time. Yeah. And that was that was so just such a great adventure and um, one of the best times of my life for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so from there, what did you do next?
1: Yeah. From there, I actually moved to, it was interesting actually, let me just pause with that is in, when I was in Oregon, there was just like this, this something was shifting, Mm. you know, one of my friends who was actually the volunteer coordinator came up to me and she's just like, I feel like something's changing. I feel like maybe God has you in a different season soon and mm-hmm. let's maybe mm-hmm. explore that. And yeah. so I, it was, I actually moved to California, San Diego, to do a discipleship program called the Horizon School of Evangelism. And I did that in 2000, I think it was that 2007, I think. Um, and that just was, such an incredible experience, honestly, um, because I grew up Christian Mm -hmm. and, you know, I had that foundation from my family. And then I just remember this, it it was definitely a defining moment in the school. It was like on the first semester, it was five months. And I remember the guy who ran the school, George Clarier, he, he was talking about Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. And when he was in the garden, of Gethsemane, you know, it says that Jesus bled drops of blood, mm-hmm. and um, George said, and you know, if you study the scriptures, it says that, um, that that God, um, God had to separate Himself from Jesus because of the sin that Jesus took upon Himself, and George was just explaining that's why he was bleeding drops of blood, not because he was terrified of the pain that he would endure, but because he had to be separated with his father.
2: Hmm.
1: And it just made my relationship with God come to life. And I feel like in that moment I was, there was a shift, a definite shift that like, it's just not this man who died for me to save my Hmm. sins. It's this man who gave more to, to make me whole. to make me into the person that I am today.
0: Yeah. Okay, so before we continue, just wanted to uh, make sure that you check out Confessions of Us on all the major podcast platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera. Uh, You can also go to our website at confessionsofus.captivate.com. Uh, You can listen to all the podcasts there. Mm. But make sure you follow, subscribe, uh, and share the podcast with your friends and family. We obviously want to get our story, our journey out to everybody and invite as many people as possible to come journey along with us. Uh, And uh, we thank you for spending your time listening to us because you can obviously, your time is very important. Yes. It's important. So thank you. Okay. So from there, you started, so you uh, did some time of studying. At at the School of Evangelism, and you started going on missions trips. Absolutely. Talk about that.
1: That was, I would say, the mission trips that I went on. So I went with this program called SEND, which stood for Serving and Evangelizing Nations in Despair. And that was quite the experience. Um, That, I mean, again, defining moments, adventure of a lifetime. My first trip, I got to go to Israel. Um with some awesome leaders there and just a team. I think there was like five or six of us just got to explore Israel, did ministry there, all of that stuff. And then I went to, oh, and then I did a leadership program after Israel. Mm. And then in that program, we got set up to lead the team in different countries in Central America. Quite, Quite the experience, so fun, challenging. A blast. I don't think I've ever told you this, but we were—I can't remember what country we were in. when we went to like lunch or dinner at this restaurant, and they had the best drinks that I've ever tasted. And I mean, it was like—I'm um, trying to can't remember what the drinks were, but part of me just wants to figure out what restaurant it was so I can go back and have the same thing. Sure. Now I don't think that is really possible, but <laughs> I just remember that, and then I remember. Um, we were in like the dump basically there and people will go to the dump, find, you know, recycle stuff that they can use or they can sell or they can make stuff out of. And I remember this woman, I was talking to her and I was just like, you know, are you thirsty? Can I give you something? And so I was able to give her some water. And I also remember just like the dump was literally full of like just water. Cause it sure. rains and sure. I don't even know if I had boots on. I think I just had tennis shoes. And I remember being, um, my fo- my feet getting just soaked mm. and just even in the midst of like lack in a sense or struggle or whatever it may be, these people lived life. Like they sure. did not look at their situation yeah. and think, oh, I don't have enough. Mm. So I need to be like in this state of mind, like I have lack when these people clearly did not, these people were like so grateful, so friendly, would give you the shirt off their back. Mm. And
0: it goes to show you whether you have it a lot yeah. or a little.
1: Oh yeah. You know, absolutely. Your mindset.
0: Yeah. Your mindset is truly important.
1: So got to do that. And then it was time for me and another person to lead a team. And so we had some contacts in Abuja, Africa. and. Um, We actually, I don't think I ever told you this either. We took two teams and actually just joined them because I don't think we had enough people Mm -hmm. to go to. I think the other team was going to go to India and they didn't have enough people. And so I actually got to lead, it was three of us, my best friend, Tanya, um, my friend, Jim. And then then I got to lead this team. Mm -hmm. And Africa is... Is such a unique and beautiful and colorful place in the sense of the people themselves are beautiful and kind and loving, um, and they they know how to they know how to dance they know mm-hmm. how to dress they know how to party they know how to party for sure they're they're just awesome awesome people so um. However, mm-hmm. I did have, I did have such a, you know, the first, I think the first month.
0: Yeah. So how long are you there? Four. Four. It was okay, supposed to months.
1: be five, but it was four because okay. I got, yeah. Um, so that first month, great. You know, we got to explore and got to start ministry and, um, and then got tested for malaria, had malaria. And then I just what re- oh. what
0: gave you like maybe a thought that you had malaria?
1: Because mm-hmm. um, obviously, do you yeah. just randomly
0: get tested no. for, or is there well, a, a our, reason?
1: Our group did. Someone someone got really sick. Okay. And then they were like, "Let's test. Let's just test the rest of the crew." Just so in you case. didn't even know you had it. No, I didn't. I didn't feel sick.
0: Oh, really? There was no like symptoms malaria. to. It. Wow. I mean, okay.
1: Maybe two people had actual signs of malaria. I, oh, didn't, I didn't know that. I don't think, I. looking back, I may have, but I don't, mm. it wasn't intensified for sure. Sure. So we got tested, I think they gave us some medicine and everyone ended up being fine. And then maybe a month later, I had actually gotten typhoid fever. Yeah, so then I, re- I guess I recovered from that, but then this typhoid fever hit and you know, it was one of the loneliest times of my life. Mm. And I'll probably get emotional because it really, um, I was just going, my mind was like, I felt crazy.
0: I mean, if, yeah. I mean, we could do multiple episodes yeah. just on this because it's such a wild story. Yeah. But
1: um, literally, I would say three and a half months of feeling crazy and not feeling like I could tell anyone mm-hmm. because they wouldn't understand.
0: Mm, three and a half months. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, just just a few examples. I'm not going to go into anything really deep, but um, I felt like people on my team were going to get blown up from bombs. Um, I felt like if I told someone something that they would die, um, it was very much heavy, like, death feeling. Mm. And-
0: Well, you're halluc- you start to hallucinate yeah, too, right? Yeah. Because your brain is oh, swelling?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so with that, things got really bad. Um, we, oh, we were actually, we we're in Lagos, um, Nigeria. And for like our, our um, rest and relaxation mm-hmm. portion. And they thought, oh, this will be really good. Lindsay will be able to rest and relax. And that was not the case. Sure. They were actually, we were looking to put me in like a, like some sort of mental hospital there just to get, like, what is going on type of thing. And we actually, there was this woman standing outside of the hospital saying, do not put her in there. Like, this is not a good place. Mm. And um, so thank God for this woman. So I don't even know how long it was, but it was probably a week after they flew me home, an emergency situation. Um, My best friend Tanya came came back to the States with me because I couldn't fly alone. Um, and then right as I got off of the airplane, it took me straight to the emergency room. Hmm. Um, and guys, I was,
0: how do you get, sorry. How do you get typhoid fever? Do you know,
1: I believe it is like, this sounds great, but like one way you get, get it is like feces. In your food, things not being cleaned well enough. Yeah. And whether that was how I got it or not, but um, that's one way. Hmm. Um, So you land,
0: take you immediately to the emergency Mm -hmm. room.
1: Yeah. Um, The emergency room went straight to the ICU. I mean, lots of tests, lots of, you know, all of that. And, you know, never been through that before. Pretty, pretty terrifying. and i um you know the diet they end up they end up diagnosing me with encephalitis mm. swelling in the brain
0: so the encephalitis was a symptom yeah. of the typhoid mm-hmm. fever basically yeah yeah okay
1: um gosh. it's like it's hard to even really explain and in, in such a short time mm. all that i went through um but I did, I had the support of my family. Yeah. I had, yeah.
0: Well, okay, briefly touch on that. So we'll just give it overarching. So you basically mm-hmm. thought you were going in crazy.
1: Yeah. Insane. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it was a real. it was my reality. Sure. So I.
0: Well, it was totally real to you. And yeah. it probably. I'm oh. assuming it probably was, you know, because of mm-hmm. what was happening in your brain, your brain. So. Yeah. Um.
1: Oh, side note. I yeah. actually had my friend, my friend Tanya. I just, she's awesome, but. I remember telling her how I was feeling hmm. and to some degree where she probably couldn't really tell the full extent, but- This was
0: while you were in Africa still. Mm-hmm.
1: While I was in Africa. I told probably, it was probably the early onset of it all. And I was telling her, oh, I'm reading the Bible you know, and this is what God's telling me, but it was like stuff that was just not, not accurate. Hmm. And I remember that like the, the devil was twisting- the word of God and I couldn't read it with a, with a sound mind. Mm. And my friend Tanya was like, you need to stop reading the Bible. And I, I just, I couldn't believe she said that, but she was right in that moment because of what was happening, Mm. how my brain was, you know, swelling and the the state I was in. She was like, you just need to pray. You need to stop reading the Bible. But I didn't listen to her. I was Mm. like, she's not right. And so then it just continued. Sure, And, um, So that, that was definitely part of.
0: So how long were you in the hospital?
1: Well, I was in the ICU for probably a week. And then I went, and then I went to like, I don't know what they call it. The normal rooms for a little bit longer. And I just, yeah, I had a ton of support. A ton, a ton of support from my family and friends. um. And it was it was definitely just a I don't even know how to, the word to describe it if there is a word to describe it. Um, I was in my twenties when that happened.
0: So, so you're in the hospital for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obviously, you have people coming to mm-hmm. you know take care of you and everything. Um, what were What were some of the defining moments during that time? Um, There's just things that stick out to you.
1: Yeah. Well, once I, once I got out of the hospital, I will say, um, like I had suffered with, after I got out of the hospital, depression hit real hard, Mm. anxiety hit real hard. My mom and my sister came to me crying, saying, you need help. We need to do something. You either need to. This is when you were home? Mm Mm-hmm they were they either said you need to go start riding horses again because they knew that that brought me life and mm-hmm. you know fr- breath or fresh air um, they said we you can go visit utah go see family there because again that was something that brought life to me or they said you need to go to a mental hospital and i actually decided just to go to a mental hospital just because mm-hmm. i i couldn't make decisions f- that were like for myself sure and so went there and that was something that I never wanted to do, that I never wanted to be associated with that. Um, yeah. I was just like, why would I, why would I ever struggle with that? And I never want to go to that. Surprisingly, um, it was, it was the best thing for me, you know, Mm. being around people that, you know, people that had thoughts that were just totally off base and being like, I'm not alone. Mm. And, um, just, yeah, just getting help, you know, people would, they would bring they would actually bring in dogs <laughs> and like, it was just fun. I mean, there are moments, moments of it that you're able just to like think through your thoughts and, but I, anyways, so I, yeah, so I went to a mental hospital. I got out of the mental hospital. I do this, um, outpatient. And I remember one of these counselors, we were in like this group mm. and any, And he's like, tell me about yourself. And I, and I was like, oh, I'm a mission, I'm a missionary and some other stuff. And he said, he said, you're not a missionary. He said, that's something that you do. That is not who you are. And it instantly hit me that I was finding my identity or I felt like I was losing my identity Hmm. because I, I was finding it in something that I did and not something who I was. Sure. And so in that, like I just want to encourage people that if there is any part of you that thinks, oh, I am a mom, I am a wife, I am a CEO of a business. Mm Though that is not who you are. That is something that you do. It's good. Even though you may enjoy those. I mean, I love being your wife and I love being a mom, but that is not who I am. Mm. And so it's it's something that's a part of me. And so I just want to encourage anyone that's listening that Maybe that resonates with you to just remember that you're more than a job. Yeah. You know.
0: So you're going through, so you go to the hospital, you're released, you're like,
1: mm-hmm. you're going
0: into, you know, a mental institution to try mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously get professional help. Yeah. Um, how long was this journey?
1: This journey was about a year and a half. Wow. Um, I even remember this doctor in the hospital telling my mom, oh, there's this new surgery, new thing that we're trying out to help people with encephalitis. And, you know, he thought maybe my mom would agree to, you know, maybe look down that path um, to get to get over this. And then this other doctor comes in and says, don't do it. Hmm. And my mom, the doctor was just saying he knew someone that went through it or maybe it was his son or something. And it was just, it, was, he, it was, he was worse than before. And my mom just looks at me and she said, doctors will never con will never like contradict or, sure. um, tell a patient to like disregard. And thank God that doctor did that mm. because it took me a year and a half to recover from this, but like fully back to who I was before. Yeah. And one way I would say the best way I really did. um, I did heal at that time. I spent a lot of time with my sister, Jessica and her, uh, my niece, Esther. And to be totally honest, I don't, if I hadn't had that time with my sister and my niece, I don't know if I would have healed as,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, as quickly or even even as strongly as I did. Um, There's something, something very special about like just kids in general yeah, and the ability to just love you as you are. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, and I mean, guys, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do like super significant things. We would like do crafts or we'd make cookies or we would, it was the simplest things, but it helped me get to the place. Mm Mm-hmm mentally that I needed to be at. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Because I remember you telling me during this time is like, you know, it had so many effects on you, like anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you were on medicine. You were yeah. on all these things, all this journey. Mm-hmm. And now you're not. Yeah. You're not in any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's a, uh, that story just always, always gets me because of how, what a journey that is like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and to come out on the other side mm-hmm. and be, yeah. you know, uh, just as strong and resilient. I mean, obviously all those things shape who you become. Um, it's one of the things I love about you, but. Thanks babe. Um, so, so okay. So kind of fast forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. So kind of bring us in.
1: Yeah.
0: Land this puppy. Land this puppy. So all those things mm-hmm. shape you, you go through this incredible Um, journey in Africa, Mm -hmm. you get super sick. You are kind of coming around, feeling better, and then you move.
1: Yeah. It was actually my sister that suggested I, um, because I love adventure. Mm. So she said, you should go help my friend, Mary, who is someone she went to college with. She just said she needs a nanny and maybe you could go do that for a little while. And I was like, yes. Let's do that. So okay. then I moved. <laughs> I moved to Washington. Um, no, Literally no other reason other than to help her with mm. her daughter. Yeah. Loved how, it. How long were you there? Five months. It was supposed to be longer, but she was in the military. So obviously with military, people get, you know, moved around or, and sure. she was married. So um, met great friends, um, helped out in like young life. I think, I, I think that's what that was out there just had so much fun time of my life. Seriously. Um, did that. And then five months later I had the opportunity to either go back home or move here. And I, where's here, Utah. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, and I just thought, you know, in this moment I have not, no other responsibilities. Why not move to, yeah. Move to,
0: and you had such fun memories, like oh, you said, absolutely. coming here with your family and all your extended family was here, your mm-hmm. aunts and your uncles and all
1: Yeah, that, so. cousins. So decide to move here, Utah, and, um, you know, different jobs, different um, experiences, and then come to the point where I meet you. Yes. yes. Yeah, meet you and... That's quite the adventure. Yeah. Um,
0: so, okay, so you obviously get married.
1: Yes. Okay, get, And indeed. you can check
0: out the episode Magister, if sure you want not know about Magister, that.
1: Magister, yes.
0: Uh, snow cones and tattoos and Magister, if you want to hear about our dating and married life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so you hang out for a while. Yeah. Build new community. Mm-hmm. Uh, living up in Park City. Yep. And then we meet, date, mm-hmm. get married. Yeah. Now we have two babies. Um,
1: Life goes too fast.
0: Yeah. So we've been, we've been married or we've been dating. Basically we've been together five years. Yeah. Five years next or, yeah, next month.
1: Great five years.
0: So how would you say or what would you say, would it maybe give me like a couple or one or whatever, Um have been just some of the most important things you've learned through your journey. Um, mm. Just through dating and epilepsy and, you know, I mean, I, I know you didn't cover everything tonight. There's yeah. a couple of things, but like you've almost died a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like when you were, yeah. you were a little mm-hmm. on a sledding accident, you hit your head and almost died. Mm-hmm. You, um, you know, you're battling seizures this whole time. Then you're in Africa and you almost die. You know, um, just, I mean, you have such a powerful story, but so kind of like cap it off. Yeah. If you would.
1: Um, I would say that just even the thread, I would s- use the word thread. The thread of my life um, is like endurance, I would say. Mm. And in the midst of, maybe there's another word, but in the midst of hard, hardship, struggle, um, you don't give up. I mean, it's it's really kind of crazy because even riding horses gave me that that perspective, kind of the you get back on the horse. Sure. And um, I know this is kind of a side tangent, but I remember this moment that I was jumping. That was you know they were teaching me how to jump, and it was that night and fell off the horse pretty bad. I um, I went over a jump. The horse fell on her knee, and I flew over her head. Mm. Didn't hurt myself. But in that moment, I had to decide, like, to get back on the horse. Sure. And so, um, just honestly, in my life, a lot of thread is just endurance. You know, I can... The theme. Yeah, the theme. Is endurance. Yeah. And again, it's, it has not been easy. There have been multiple moments where I wanted to give up, and I was done, but... That's not life. What kind of life do you want to live? Do you want to endure and Mm. come on the other side stronger or just give up? Yeah. You know, there's, there's no shame in in admitting a weakness, but completely giving up. That, that was my, my, there, there's no excuse to give up. Mm. And I, you know, I had parents that taught me hard, hard work. I mean, thank God for the parents I have because... Again, I just wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have them. Yeah. So. Okay.
0: Any other closing thoughts?
1: Rock on. <laughs> I don't know. Rock was, on. I rock love it. on. I love it. Live life.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So this has been Lindsay's story. Yep. We're so glad that you joined us. Um. We're going to land this puppy because it was a long one. Uh, we'll save some moments of randomness for some other episodes. Yeah. Uh, but we don't want to take up too much of your time. We're so honored that you continue to listen. Uh, thanks. Be sure to tune in next episode uh, where you hear my story. Mm. Um, be my story is not nearly as powerful as yours. I'll so oh, stop. I'll try That's my best. Um, but we love you guys.
1: Yeah. This is John. This is Lindsay.
0: And this is Confessions of Us. Night. Thanks, guys. Bye. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Confessions of Us Podcast. Also, send us any questions you may have to confessionsofuspodcast at gmail.com.